Welcome to 3Talk, coaching conversations for modern day living. With backgrounds in business, marketing and teaching, Susie, Lucia and Fleur bring you tips and tools to help you live the life you want to live. 3Talk, transforming lives for the better. Hello everybody and welcome back to 3Talk. And thank you very much for your comments and reaching out. Uh, you know that we always ask you to let us know what you want us to cover next or tell us what's worrying you so we can help. And this week, uh, plenty of you have come to us and asked us to cover a hot topic, anxiety. So this is what we're going to be talking about today, how to overcome or keep anxiety at bay. But before we get into tips to do so, let us begin by giving you a definition by Mental Health UK, because sometimes it's not as easy to recognize it. So, what is anxiety? Anxiety is a persistent feeling of worry, fear or nervousness. Many people feel anxious at times, especially when faced with stressful events and changes to our lives. No surprise there, right? It's a natural human response when we perceive that we are in danger. However, if these continuous feelings of anxiety impact your ability to carry out life as normal, you could have an anxiety disorder. Now, in the UK, a little over one in 10 of us will be living with anxiety disorder at any one time. That's over 8 million people. But everyone's experience of anxiety disorders is different. Not everyone who has anxiety disorder will experience the same symptoms. Also wanted to point out that anxiety might be becoming a problem if your feelings of anxiousness last for a long time, the feelings of worry are out of proportion to the situation, you avoid situations which may cause you to feel anxious, you feel distressed and unable to control these feelings, you regularly experience symptoms of anxiety such as panic attacks, and it's becoming difficult to enjoy and live your life in the way you want to. Now bear with us. We hear you. We understand that this can be daunting, to say the least. And especially at these times, because, you know, can you think of any other time where we are forced to face stressful events and change our lives pretty much overnight? So what can we do to keep it at bay or overcome it? Tip number one is shout it out. Now, talking to a trusted friend is one way to cope with anxiety, but there is something even better than talking, which is screaming at the top of your lungs. Now, we are not talking about healthy release of emotions. We are not talking about just shout at everybody you come across. We are talking about a healthy release of emotions in a controlled environment. Now, which ways can you do this? Scream at the top of your lungs, punch in a pillow, uh, stomp your feet, pound your chest, do whatever helps you get it out, or even like, you know, go for a quick walk around the block to help get that steam out. And if you are living somewhere where you've got absolutely nobody near you, then maybe just go and shout. But do those things, obviously, in this controlled environment that we were saying. What do you think, Flair? Yeah, I always think um, with anxiety, it's good to make it a friend. Because I think it often comes from fear. And if we thank it and say, thank you for alarming me that I need to change something, then it becomes not something we worry about, but something we say, 
we get curious about. So I really would like to say become curious when those feelings come up. And like Lucia said, do allow yourself times in the day where you are letting out um, suppressed emotion. If you suppress emotion, it is, is not healthy. There's so many studies to prove that it's not healthy. So I would say just be curious about it. Be a, a, an observer of your thoughts. So when the thoughts come up, observe them. And if you think, gosh, I feel really angry or really annoyed about something, then give yourself time, like Lucia said, to let it out. We can observe our thoughts. We don't always need to be interacting with them. And then I think we become less anxious because that anxiety is often us trying to control all the situations, trying to put right our past or trying to help control the future, which we all know is an impossible task. So I think it is really important to just be more aware of those feelings, but don't interact with them. Very good one. So on to tip number two, which is get moving. Because exercise is one of the best natural anti-anxiety solutions. Physical activity releases endorphins and serotonin levels to help you feel better emotionally. And when you feel better on the inside, your entire outlook improves. And because your brain can't really do two things or focus on two things at a time, exercise can also take your mind off the problems because you're focusing on the exercise that you're doing at the time being. Again, no need to put extra added pressure here. Uh, any type of movement is good. If you are following uh, any fitness instructors online, that's fantastic. The seven-minute workout app, walk around the block if you can, if you're allowed out, playing your favorite tunes and dancing to them. Or, you know, I think we said it in a couple of episodes back, join Flair in her online classes. They are the deal breaker when it comes to getting that energy out. Yeah, I'd always love you to join me. But I do think if you're um, a work, maybe if you're a working mum and you're finding it very difficult to think about moving, I would suggest what uh, BJ Fogg, a Stanford lecturer, has proven that you can tag it on to other things that you do every day. For example, you clean your teeth. So when you're cleaning your teeth, you could be holding a balance where you're also having to use your body strength, so that's moving your body, or when you put the kettle on, doing some jumping jacks, or when you're waiting for something to boil, you could be doing some squat jumps. If you tag it on to everyday activities, if you're finding it very stressful to fit something else in and you don't want to give up your sleep and get up early, which of course is really important, we all still need our seven to eight hours, then I suggest tagging it on. And that book by BJ Frog, I think it's More Habits Change Lives, it's a really good book for helping you understand how you don't have to make separate time to do something. And moving your body for me is a non-negotiable because we all know that our emotions are held in our body. And when we move our body, we biologically upgrade ourselves so please find a way beautiful explain and i agree it's so easy to just stack the exercise to something else that you're doing uh so really love that one thank you Fleur. on to number three break up with caffeine a cup of coffee chocolate or a nice cold coke 
might help you feel better. But if caffeine is your go-to drug of choice, your anxiety could worsen. Caffeine gives the nervous system a jolt, which can boost energy levels, but when under pressure, this nervous energy can induce an anxiety attack. Now, if you're anything like me and you do love your coffee in the morning, never fear, you do not to give it up for good. Um, it's all about moderation. So yes, you can still have in your caffeine. All that we're saying is that control the intake. And perhaps maybe you can introduce some other hot beverages in your diet to help you replace the coffee. For example, you could be looking at some herbal tea, you know, hot water, which has also been known to help your immune system and your digestive system. It's all about things that can help you calm your mind and your nerves and start to replace those other caps throughout the day. Yeah, I never used to like uh, coffee, but now I find it a bit of a ritual in the morning, go down and have a lovely um, strong sweet coffee. Not sugar for me though, Stevia. I'm very um, strict about having the up and down sugar feeling. But there is a lot of research on coffee not being good for everybody. So if you find that you don't feel good on coffee and you do want some caffeine, green tea has been known to help the brain function. So you could swap it for a green tea. Otherwise, like Lucia said, just stick to maybe just coffee in the morning. And when you feel your energy dipping later on, try to listen to your body and rest it instead of giving yourself more coffee because basically you're starting to affect your adrenal glands if you're always fueling yourself with coffee and then you do become jittery because both of your systems your automatic um, nervous systems do get out of balance if you're not allowing it to naturally flow so try not to keep fueling with caffeine all day and also of course it affects your sleep which I think Lucia is now going on to Absolutely. So number four, leading on very nicely, is give yourself a bedtime. Now, here's a truth bomb. Humans need sleep to function properly. I am very sure that you haven't heard that one before. And unless you are coming from some nearby planet, this also applies to you. Now, whether you deal with insomnia, purposely limit your amount of sleep, or you're a self-declare night owl, chronic sleep deprivation makes you susceptible to anxiety. You should aim to sleep between eight to nine hours every night and developing a bedtime routine can help you get it. It is recommended, for example, that you avoid screen time an hour before going to sleep. So perhaps you could try having a relaxing herbal tea like we were saying before, reading a book, play some calming music to get your system and your brain into that bedtime hour. Or maybe you can journal before going to bed because this could also help you offload all those thoughts before you go to bed and give yourself a chance to recover overnight and feel even better in the morning. Yeah, I think sleep is one of those things is just so important and we've become more and more into our technology and TV in the evening and it does affect our deep sleep. And I did it last night and I know so much about the theory and I had a late client and I thought I'd write the notes up once I put the kids to bed. I started at 10 o'clock and I was still doing it at half 11. And guess what? Today, 
I feel like half the person I normally feel because I didn't feel my normal energetic self. I'm then looking for bagels in the cupboard with lots of juicy butter on and bagel is white flour turned straight to sugar. So my, then my sugar levels are going up and down. So you don't feel great all day. So it's like a knock on effect. It's that ripple effect. So I always say a good day starts from a good evening and I've even got to the stage now where I'm putting my phone in another room so I can't be tempted just to answer one more WhatsApp or one more email and just say, oh, I look forward to that, doing that in the morning with my coffee. So instead of taking it up right the way to bedtime and affecting all of our energy systems, our recovery, really make a conscious choice to put the phone in another room or put it down a lot, lot earlier. And don't make the mistake that I did last night. That it's already take me 10 minutes and I'm still on it an hour and a half later. It's that fatal mistake and I've paid for it today. <laughs> Leading by example, hopefully. <laughs> so I am human. <laughs> <laughs> no, indeed you are. Uh, number five, feeling okay saying no. You've got to recognize that your plate is only so big. And if you overwhelm yourself with everyone else's personal problems, your anxiety will also worsen. You'll have little strength to care for your personal affairs if you spend almost all your energy caring for others. This doesn't mean that you should never help anyone, particularly at this time where you may find yourself going that extra mile a bit more frequently. But it's all about knowing your limitations and don't be afraid to say no when you need to. Yeah, for me, I think it's looking over your whole week. I think it's so easy to think that you've got to do everything in that day. But when you think of what you can actually achieve in that week, I think you become less anxious and also not having such huge expectations, especially in times like this. I think the more we expect things to be a certain way, the more anxious we feel because we feel we're not fulfilling what we should be doing. It's going back to those shoulds and coulds again. And I know when I felt, woke up today and I wasn't feeling energized because I've been on my phone late at night and I didn't sleep well, I started to, I wouldn't say it was anxiety, but I felt at, I wasn't at ease. I felt annoyed, which again causes stress. I felt annoyed that I knew I had lots to do today and I wouldn't be able to do it. But then I had to have a little word with myself and say, I just need to lower my expectations today, listen to my body and learn from my mistakes. Don't take my phone into my bedroom after a certain time. That's a good one. So on to number six, don't skip meals. Or should we say watch your meals rather? Now, when you're skipping meals, your anxiety can get worse because your blood sugar drops when you don't eat, which causes the release of a stress hormone called cortisol. This cortisol can, can indeed help you perform better under pressure, but it can also make you feel worse if you're already prone to anxiety. Now, bear with us. This is not an excuse to then overindulge in sugar and junk food and carry on eating throughout the day, all day. And probably, you know, you would have found yourself uh, hitting the fridge or pantry a bit more frequently these days. So that's what we were saying about watch your meals. So perhaps you could think about swapping all that junk food and sugars, but buy more lean proteins, fruits, vegetables, 
and maybe introducing some healthy fats into your diet. So this is about understanding the fuel that your body needs to carry on functioning and function to its best and be a bit more mindful about what you put in because as Flair was pointing out you may feel like you want that bagel but that bagel in the long term is not going to help you achieve the levels or achieve the energy that you're after so be mindful of what you put in as well as how many times a day you put it in. Yeah and there's lots and lots of research about having protein at every meal to stabilize that blood sugar level so you're not getting those insulin dips all throughout the day where you keep feeling I need more and more food but do listen to your body if you feel hungry go and grab a handful of nuts or you know some fruit but even when I have fruit I do put some kefir yogurt on it to get the protein because the fruits and the sugars the sugar in the fruit should I say can still make me feel hungry after so just by adding a bit of kefir to it or some flaxseed and some nuts, I am then stabilizing my sugars. I don't think you should be thinking about calories. I think you should be thinking about what is nutritious because then your body works in it at its best and then you're not craving those sugars. But it's so, so important if you do have any anxiety not to miss meals because it just makes you feel horrendous when those glucose levels drop you really do feel that you can't cope with anything. And I say that especially to mums when you're about to cook dinner and you're starting to feel hungry and the kids are coming down. That is the time to make sure that you have a good snack that is going to help you feel less stressed. It's crazy how not eating can have such a biological effect on you. So, and just be aware of what patterns you're, you're, you're having. So notice if I am missing a meal or I haven't eaten enough at lunchtime, what am I feeling? And that's where things like food diaries can be really useful. When I don't eat this, I feel like this. When I eat this, I feel like this. And you can see your own patterns because everybody is different. It doesn't work. The same diet doesn't work for everybody. But of course, nutrients are good for everybody. Everybody needs to eat nutrients. I love that that line. I'm stealing it. Um, I'm embracing it, which is don't count the calories, count the nutrients. And I think you're bang on the money there. It's so, so right, because your body knows what you feel or what you need. So listen to it and just have a look at what you're having in front of you. Very good one. So on to number seven, give yourself an exit strategy. Sometimes anxiety is due to feeling out of control. And, you know, you can't always be in the driver's seat of your life, but you can take steps to identify your triggers and cope with the circumstances that cause anxiety. This is what is otherwise called plan B. Uh, What this means is if you know a situation may trigger you, it may also help calming down knowing you have an alternative. So, for example, imagine that you need to go out with your party animal friends when we're allowed to do this again, but you do not want to stay late or to drink too much. Well, maybe instead of uh, you know sharing a, a car ride with one of your friends, drive yourself there. This way, you know that you can leave when you when you please, and also you will be limiting your alcohol intake because you know that you've got to be on the wheel later on. So start thinking in you know those moments in your life where you started to feel a bit more anxious. What other things you could do to help take the pressure off or what other plan B can you think of to keep your mind at peace? 
Yeah, I think if you know that your anxiety is uh, caused by a certain situation or a certain environment, then you can plan for it carefully. For example, if you've got to go to a meeting that you don't want to go to, you can bring a friend along with you or you can have prepared questions if you know that you feel shy when you go to a meeting, you don't always know what to say. So there's always a way of helping alleviate that anxiety if it's in certain situations because you know that you've thought it through before that you go and that you have those strategies in place. So there's always something you can do to alleviate it. So don't stop yourself doing stuff of course, when we can get out of lockdown. I think some people have got anxiety at the moment. I know my um, one of my daughters suffered severely from anxiety and I think she quite enjoys the safety of the home at the moment. So for some people, it might feel safer not to have to stretch yourself at the moment. But do remember that this is only going to be, hopefully, for a short amount of time and then it will be back to the realities of life. So if you're feeling that there's certain anxieties that you want to deal with, then maybe this is a time to start doing the research and getting the help. That's a very good point. So on to our last one for today, which is number eight, live in the moment. Are you one of those that is already thinking about tomorrow's problems or stressing about yesterday mistakes? Well, let us break it to you. You can't control the future and you can't borrow a time machine and change the past. So here's a thought. Take each day as it comes. This is not to say that you can't be proactive and head off problems, but don't put too much focus on what has been and what will be. That will create that anxiety for yourself. Mindfulness and meditation are rooted in living in the moment and have been proven to ease anxiety. So try practicing maybe for a few minutes a day and increase the duration over time. Now, I hear you, I was a skeptic myself in meditation and many of us have the fear of trying it and not doing it right. And I quote unquote right because that is not a right or wrong way in doing meditation. So if you count yourself amongst that group, then maybe try having some quiet time when you're having a shower and just listen to the sound of the, of the water coming your bathtub or in the shower and just focus on that for a couple of minutes and take it from there start increasing it when you go from there but give yourself the chance to practice that peace and that living in the right here and in the right now yeah I think that you made a point there about the practice it's like going to the gym for your physical body it doesn't happen overnight this is like taking your brain your mind to the gym and just practicing switching it off and obviously, the more you do something, the better you get at it. And your brain, mind is a muscle and it does need to reprogram those neurons. So it is much better if you go with the flow with it and say, I'm just going to sit in silence and see what happens. Your thoughts are like breathing. You can't stop them. But it's again, like I said earlier, let the thought come in and let it go. Don't or try not to interact with it. And then I think we're all a lot happier because we're not always in that mind. And if we're always in that mind, it's so draining on the energy. And if you think about it, your mind is is totally in tune 
with your body and it's telling your body that you're scared, you're frightened, and you're even you're, you can't even get the nutrients from your food. So this little practice is so important, it's invaluable. And I would say, you know, I now know that ladies are getting up straight away in the morning and they're doing it and they're finding their day is so much better. So work out what works for you. When do you need to have your silence? For me, I have three times 20 minutes a day, mostly without fail, definitely never without two, two sets of 20 minutes a day where I can just completely switch off because I know that I am the type of person who is um, high energy, high thinker, and I do need to rebalance. So again, it's about getting to know yourself and you can then really in tune to your inner wisdom, what you really want and what you really believe. It's not about being right, being wrong. We don't want to be someone else's right. We want to do what's right for us. And that just quiet time allows us to think, what is my next step today? What is important for me today? What do I really need to get done today? Instead of just being on that treadmill all over the place. So just take those few moments. I love that. Thank you, Fleur. So this is it from us uh, this week. We hope that you have found this helpful and can keep your anxiety levels at bay. As always, thank you so much for joining us one more week, for sharing the love. And please, please, please do like, comment, subscribe and share with friends that you know might benefit from this too. And do not hesitate to reach out and let us know how we can help you. You can find us at www.flirtprime.com and at www.coachingwithlucia.com. We are all ears for you. And have a lovely rest of the week and see you here next time. Much love.